Welcome everyone to Squared Circle Rewind, episode 64. What just happened there? The Shockmaster said. Oh, Jesus. Okay, episode 64. I cut off the Shockmaster. You know why I did that? Because he tripped. So that's what I do. If you're gonna if you're gonna trip and fall, I'm not gonna let you talk. Well, when that's you tripped it. and fall, is actually when they should have, you know, <laughs> the shock master. They should have fired him right there. They should have been like, you know, this is this isn't gonna work. But anyways, <laughs> this is episode sixty four. <laughs> Not a we, shock master. And we are reviewing WCW Fall Brawl 1993. But before we do that, let's get to our current events segment. Body slam on current events with Jay Body. And now here's Jay. I want to body slam you every time you hear that. You said you like it. It gets me hyped. Okay. Like, I well, I, I'm glad you said hype did not something else. <laughs> I am very glad you said that. I was like, this is going to get weird quick. So I guess the big topic this week happened on Monday Night Raw in a six women's match with uh, the Bellas and uh, Riot Squad and Natalia. What happened was Brie was executing the yes kicks. However, as you see in the video clip, she missed times, or sorry, she changes her timing of the kicks. And as a result of that, Liv gets kicked right in the head twice. Mm-hmm. And as unfortunately knocked out cold, she tries to get in the ring numerous times, but she has to get physically removed out of the ring. And there's been a lot of discussion on social media, bashing Brie. I'm actually suspect of that myself. I there is a lot of discussion within <laughs> our podcast Group chat. <laughs> we, we, we cannot disclose the yes. details of that. Yes, that, is, that is not allowed to be said. I, I punched Dave, Dave kicked Jesse, We they both double drop kicked me, and then I slapped both of them. All on WhatsApp. It was yeah. violent. It was violent. Well, the reason why I told you is it was emotional to see. It was a crazy situation that sparked a lot of... And WWE Hall of Famer... Bubba Ray Dudley released a short audio clip that I said that I think says everything that we need to say. Yep, and we're and gonna Ben's play, gonna play that. We're gonna play it now. I hit Undertaker in the back of the head with a steel chair and put nine staples in his head. What do you think the repercussion should have been? I don't even want to know, especially with the Undertaker. On a personal level, what do you think they should have been with me and Undertaker? A fight in the locker room. I mean, you would think. Okay, a fight. We should have been, we, He should have been waiting for me and ready to punch me in the face after it happened. On a professional level, what do you think should have happened to me? You probably should have apologized. I, 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 and fired. Or, or, or suspended or something. You can't, you can't hit somebody in the back with a chair, but let the chair ride too high and hit him in the back of the head. My chair shot was supposed to hit him square in the back. My chair shot went high, and the lip of the chair caught the Undertaker in the back of the head, split him clean open in the beginning of a match, nine staples. I should have been crucified, right? You know what happened after the match? I went into the locker room, just me and him. He didn't yell. His voice never went above the tone I'm using right now. He politely asked me to sit down, and he then educated me as to why that could never happen again. He didn't threaten me. He told me how it could affect my career when it came to carelessness moving on. 
it was handled in the most professional of ways. Because he knows, just like I know, and like everybody else knows, it ain't freaking ballet. Accidents do happen. Mine was a completely careless accident. I, I mean, I know how I made my mistake, but I should have never have made my mistake. What I saw happen the other night with the two girls was a little bit of rust and a little bit of inexperience came together in a moment in time. And that's what happened. And it's between Brie and it's between Liv. And really the only people who can talk about it are wrestlers. There is so much negativity on social media with fans, oh, she botched this and she did this wrong and people taking her side or burying her and everything like this. You're not the professionals, people. If you, if you think you know how to do it or you think you can do it better, please become a wrestler. Hallelujah. Uh, I would just like to point out that was my stance on WhatsApp. So. Oh, no word one asked. Word, <laughs> word this word. guy. Word for word? Yes. No. <laughs> but I wholeheartedly agree with Bully Ray. Or Bubba Ray. I don't know what he's going by in that uh, interview. So, yeah. <laughs> that's basically... But funny. that that that's exactly right. Um, let's all calm down. Let's all let's all hope that Bree and Liv... Or that Liv is okay, obviously. And that they they talk it out and they're professionals. Well. Or have talked it out yes. already. Let's hope. That well, and the, and the discussion will will obviously also include Ruby Riot as well because in the same match, she gets potatoed during a forearm smash. So yeah. there's gonna be a lot. I, I guarantee that a, a lot of talk happened. Yep. However, us fans have no say. Exactly. We, we, we have. We can talk about. like you can talk about it, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But that's I, scary, I felt scary thing. It was very important we touch base on that. This very week. very scary moment too. Be a so fan, hopefully she's okay. Be a fan. Enjoy the product. And just stay out of the politics. Yep. All right. Yeah, well, let's said, move on. well said, uh, Bully Ray. Yeah, that's for sure. And now. It's now time for your beneficial facts. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> fall Brawl 1993 was the inaugural Fall Brawl pay-per-view produced by WCW, which took place on September 19th, 1993 from the Astro Arena in Houston, Texas, in front of 6,000 WCW strong. The War Games match was created when Dusty Rhodes was inspired by a viewing of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I don't know if you've ever seen that. The yes. original Mad Max series yep. with Mel Gibson. This mm-hmm. one had Tina Turner. Okay. Mm-hmm. The uh, I love that song. Yeah. With Tina, the Tina Turner song. Thunderdome. I have no input. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, man. I haven't heard that in years. Yeah. Uh, the War Games match was originally used as a specialty match for the Four Horsemen. The we most... don't need another hero. <laughs> you Come almost on. fought that urge. <laughs> <laughs> you almost surpassed it. And I almost did, but people need to know. Go on, Ben. I'm sorry. on september 1st wcw withdrew from the nwa which led to wcw keeping the big gold belt that represented the nwa world heavyweight championship at the time and renamed it the international world heavyweight championship that beeping is our chicken nuggets okay i'm glad you said that because i was confused harlem heat originally were cole and kane there's really nothing beneficial there. 
And it scares me to wonder about the explanations as to how we go from the names Colin Kane to Booker T and Stevie Ray. Now, the question is, do they spell Colin Kane with C's or K's? With K's. Oh, I spelled I it wrong. looked it up. I spelled it wrong on my notes. Oh, okay. it's okay. It still makes a k sound. K it's okay. K k and finally, the Shockmaster. Ah, the Shockmaster. Made his debut... Uh, Clash of the Champions during his segment on Flair for the Gold. Is that correct, Jesse? It, that is true. Okay. And he was going to shock the world. According to Sting. Uh, well, where the shock, this is where the Shockmaster made his grand entrance, to say the least, and to announce that he <laughs> is... on his arse. Well, to announce that he <laughs> is Sting... He went ass over tea kettle. To announce that he is Sting and Davy Boy's partner at the War Games. Okay. His grand entrance, though is arguably the most epic of failures and most comedic debut in the history of wrestling. Oh, for sure. I, Easily. If, if you have not seen this, go watch it. I think it's Clash of the Champions 22? Well, you watch them. 22, 24? <laughs> you subject yourself. I, I don't did, know how so. you do this. I, can't, I, I don't either. I can't remember what exactly, but it's it's. I think it's I think it's twenty four. But go watch it. You can it, find it on is, YouTube. Yes, easily. <laughs> yes, it is one of the oh, funniest easily, things ever. Easily. And turn up your sound because after he falls and then his helmet falls off and then he gets up and puts his puts his helmet back on, you can hear uh, Davy Boy and Ric Flair and Sid Vicious laughing beside the camera. Uh, Davy Boy actually says he fell on his arse. He keeps on he keeps on laughing and saying that it is so funny. Go on. <laughs> Go on, Ben. I'm sorry. And uh, commentary is done by Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura. I, are we sure it's not Jesse the Chauvinist Body? We'll get into Ventura. that as we get into the show. All right. And uh, that's all I have for uh, Beneficial Facts. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I was preoccupied with stuff. Stimpy, you idiot. And Jesse... <laughs> Get into it. All right. Our first match of the evening, we have Lord Steven Regal versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the television title. Steamboat is the champion going in, and Regal wins by pinfall at 17.05. Ben, what are your thoughts? So there's um Tony Schiavone announces something right before, I think it's right before or during the match, right at the beginning. So 2,000-some-odd fans are being turned away from attending this event. Well, judging by the empty red seats that are in the <laughs> arena... Let them in! I wouldn't be sending them home or sending them away very far. Well, we don't, they don't want riffraff in, okay? If I'm looking to at least make it look like people give a rat's ass about my product, you may want to fill the house even if it means giving away tickets. Which they do later on, anyway. Oh, well, actually, uh, on contraire on that one, too. I'll get you on that one in a little bit. Probably in several matches. Um, made sense for Steamboat to attack Regal right off the hop. He's not 100%. He's beat up because of an umbrella attack from Regal. So having said that, you want the upper hand so you keep yourself out of being a recipient of further punishment. Regal's approach of, um, you know what, uh, your ribs are taped up, so I'm just going to punch those, kick those every chance I get. It's easier to beat you up with that approach because I'm the bad guy that hates America, so I'll just take the easy way out. 
Um, I appreciate the classic and unique. Am I gonna have any notes? <laughs> I appreciate the classic and unique. <laughs> we're, we're gonna rename this podcast the Ben Show. Ben will tell well, us where I'm we're going. I'm sorry for. How dare you do your job? Hey, hey, you go first next match, okay? Yeah, I want to go first. If you next want, match. well, then what? What do you want from us? Then stop bitching. I'm not bitching. Actually, <laughs> I'm you're offended. Bitching. Okay, Ben. <laughs> Christopher, if you can uh, chime in and uh, see if Dave is bitching or not, you go right ahead there, buddy. And hashtag uh, Dave's not, hashtag Dave is. Hashtag Dave's bitching. Okay. Uh, one, okay. I, will, <laughs> I will mention one more thing, and then you guys can go. Oh, ahead. just one more? Just oh, one okay. more. No, it's a top 20. Okay, got it. Regal's counter-wrestling is very unique and impressive, and I've always found that separates himself from a lot of other wrestlers. All right. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? What, what, what's nothing you got to two say? minutes to go, Dave. Okay. <laughs> um, I love the story so far with Rick being aggressive from the, from the get-go. Oh, I think you covered that like twice. Okay. Um, now, there's something that you guys probably did not catch because this is what I do. I listen to the fans. There was a Steamboat ch- uh, Sucks chant about four minutes in. Really? really? People, it sounded like, like a group of 20 people. See, but I with the size of the fans. Yeah, but with 6,000 like, fans. That's it sounded like a lot. They, they started sending Steamboat Sucks. I'm like, okay. Dave, well, I appreciate that. That, about that is not, yeah. that is not true. I don't listen to that stuff. I don't hear this. I don't hear the commentary. I actually didn't hear Jesse's offensive uh, comments until later on. When Jesse Ventura, not Jesse sitting here. Oh, that he's sitting Oh, I get yeah. offensive. You want me to get offensive? No, well, not right now. Now, my favorite spot of the whole match. Was, uh, we just have confirmation you were bitching. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's been confirmed. Hashtag. It's, no one asked Chris anyway. Well, it's okay. um, one, so you're done. I am trying to divert from this. <laughs> you guys keep bringing me back towards it. My favorite spot of the match was Steamboat was in an attempted leg lock from Regal when he was laying down. But Steamboat rolled through. And it went to like a hammer lock. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love that transition. This is why I feel William Regal, sorry, Lord Stephen Regal, thank who you, becomes known as William Regal, is very underrated. It's very, very technically sound. Um, not as much notes as Ben. I swear, I watched the whole match, but that's all I. Got. Um, I I'm not going to talk about that. You know what I'm going to talk about? The stupid over the top rule. It is the dumbest crap I've ever seen. Steamboat gets knocked you, over the top rope. Oh, I'm, I'm triggered right off the hop. Okay, right off the hop. Right off the hop. Because. Jesse's triggered! Yeah! You know why? So Steamboat gets knocked over the top onto the ramp. And they're like, that's not a disqualification. Because he didn't touch the floor. How does that make a lick of sense? That doesn't make any sense at all. So if you go over on this side or the other side and you hit the floor, it's a DQ. But what about if you got knocked over because there's two rings because it's a War Games event. What about if you got knocked over that side and went into the other ring? Does that not count? Does the match just go to the other ring? Yes. This is how stupid that rule is. If you have to make new rules to, to enforce your stupid rule, get rid of it. That's my rant. Just take Jesse's out. Yeah, exactly. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, so, so the finish was uh, Steamboat goes to skin the cat, and then Sir William hits him with the with an umbrella, spot. and uh, then as he get, and then he kind of like rolled back in, and then as he gets up, groggy Regal hits a nice German suplex to win. Regal is your new television champion, and I liked it. I, I actually loved, like the finish was great. Yeah. Well. 
good good for Regal. You know, he's been getting a push, so. Oh, that's quite the applause. Uh, our next match, we have Big Sky versus Charlie Norris. And Norris wins by pinfall at 4 minutes and 34 too long. seconds. 4 minutes too long. Dave, you go first. Ha <laughs> I saw you get all edgy there. I have, I have one note. <laughs> Let's be quick. Um, the only thing I noticed was, first of all, when Big Sky came out, I thought it was Chris Jericho. He yeah, he had like, the he had the Fu Manchu like Jericho used to, and the yeah, the, yeah, like a splitting image. Uh, and then I saw him wrestle, <laughs> and I was like, "This is definitely not Jericho." Yep. And then I did some research on the, the, this guy's character. He doesn't really last that long. Okay. He basically so he uh, doesn't become Chris Jericho later. No. Oh, he does okay. not. Right. He, he's basically short lived. After this match, you know why? Yeah. Uh, the fans were really uh, positive when Charlie Norris came out, though, until he started wrestling. Yep. And then all was just gone. <laughs> Um, very well-deserved boring chant. Very, very well-deserved. Ben? You look hey, good enough to get Hey, look, WCW has its own Tatanka. Good for them. <laughs> um, Big Sky's real name is Tyler Maine, and Mr. Maine actually played uh, Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie that came out in 2000. He also played Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween. Uh, Big Sky was also trained by Red Bastine, Mondo Guerrero, and Stu Hart in Calgary. Uh, there's still a lot of red seats available in the arena. Right now, I'm not turning away any people <laughs> at all outside. In fact, I would be going to ask them, how many of you? Go right in. Here you are. Here you go. How many of you? Okay, here you go. Here's some tickets. Enjoy the show. The reason I'm going over these details is because there is nothing worth mentioning about the match whatsoever. I was just going to say, I'm like, are, are you going to mention Now that you mention the Sabretooth fact, it makes sense. Looks exactly like him. Yeah, it looks exactly like Taylor. Exactly like him. It looks like. Does he even know his name? Taylor. Tyler. Tyler. Taylor. Sabretooth. Derek. Derek. What was his name? Teddy. Tyrone. Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine. That's pretty cool fact. All right. I like how our discussion is mainly about his future in the current match we're having now. Because he doesn't have a future wrestling because he sucks. Worth mentioning now. This match sucked. Norris hits a big boot to win. And it was a crappy big boot at that. Very. Like, he he missed it. Yeah. He missed it. But it creates... So it was his finish. It was the, the and he missed it. The breeze. Yeah. Imagine if uh, Charlie Norris's name was Charlie Murphy. That'd be funny. <laughs> or Chuck Norris. <laughs> okay. What the hell is that? All right. That's what you hear when, you, when a match is so bad. Yeah. Okay, our next match, we have Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and the Equalizer versus the Cold Man, Too Cold Scorpio, and Marcus Alexander Bagwell, who is the Rookie of the Year for three Still. years running. <laughs> and Scorpio and Bagwell win by pinfall at 10 minutes and 46 seconds. Ben. Orndorff's atrophy, or, Paul Orndorff's atrophy on his right side is very concerning yes. to me. Yes, You see what I'm talking he, about? Oh, I, yeah. Ever since you pointed that out, every time I see him, you could see it getting more... Uh, I, I don't know how to say the word. I'm not even going to try to say it. I'm going to butcher it. I'll, I'll body language that thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to use done? Okay. Um, it's progressing very well in a negative way. Progressing... Right? Like, it's, it's progressing bad. You contradicted yourself there. It's progressing in a bad way. Yes. Yeah, All right, let's forward. keep on going. Deteriorating. Let's keep on going. Yeah, There's a better word. Um, 
Cold man. Cold man. Cold what, man. What is with the cold, cold man? Cold man. It's too cold. Too cold. Too cold. <laughs> too cold man, Scorpio. Too cold man. The cold man. Equalizer no sells the 450. Sorry to go into the finish, but that's my own. <laughs> he also sucks. So there's so that. that. Uh, Dave? Jesse likes him, though. He thinks he's smart. <laughs> yeah. Um... The fans really love Scorpio and then Babel. Yep. Like, they're, like, you well, can tell that they're big fan favorites. And so much so that they actually get uh, Marcus dancing. Oh, some gigolo moves it's, right at the beginning. We see, was, we see a very, career for that man. Very interesting. Um, now, I don't have much notes otherwise because not, so much stuff was happening and most of it wasn't good. Uh, but towards the end, I was very confused. Where you probably saw it and you probably saw it because it led to the finish, but it was still confusing. Yeah, we will do that. Where two Coast Scorpios outside as a legal man on the ring, and they're double teaming Buff Bagel in the ring. Yes. I'm like, why are they double teaming the non legal man? Yes. And, and why the ref, is the ref counting either of them out? And the ref's not counting too cold. The ref's not counting. No one's being counted out no, anywhere. Like the ref's just standing there and he's like, I see this is the finish coming up and I'm going to allow everything to happen. Yeah, I will this allow is why, this. This is when a finish is no good if you have to not pay attention to your rules. Well, and then it makes sense. To, can I go into the finish? Yeah, you can tell a finish. So then uh, Tukosoba slides in. He hits some offense, hits the 450, one, two, three, and I'm like, what? After Orndorff, uh, after after Tyler Maine was holding, or I'm sorry, the equalizer. <laughs> uh, Sab- what match are we on? Saber, Sabertooth. <laughs> no, Base Guy's not in this match. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what have we even just been talking about for the last three minutes? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this match was so bad, I thought Sabertooth was still in it. Now, did you guys also catch the ring announcer just announce Marcus... As Marcus Alexander, and he stopped. Yeah, I was like, um, Bagwell. Yeah, but no, he got Marcus Alexander is now his name. But he also said that he was the rookie of the year. Yeah, three freaking years. Three years. Now. So they haven't had any other rookies. Was what 1991? He was the rookie of the year. Yes. Yeah. It's 1993. For our listeners, 1992 rookie of the year of WCW is actually Eric Watts, not. What? And yeah, and uh, 1993 it? was actually the Vampire Warrior, who is actually none other than Gangrel. David, no, no, David. Yeah. How do you get the Rookie of the Year if you haven't been on a pay per view? WCW. Yeah. Anyways, the mat. This match sucked. So, uh, you know. <laughs> anyways, this match sucked. You thought we were still talking about Sabretooth for God's sake? So you <laughs> suck. That's a Dave mistake. That's to everybody. Me too? Wow. Yeah, partially me too. All right, okay. all right. I'm going to redeem myself now. Okay? I'm back wait, into it. Oh, I can't wait for this. We got Shanghai <laughs> Pierce. come back into the fist match? Shanghai <laughs> Pierce versus Choo Choo Ice Train. Ice and train. Ice Train wins by pinfall at 3 minutes and 27 seconds. Dave. Oh, oh what? Oh, okay. Um, Your one note? Yeah. Can, can, you, can you tell is, me about your one note? Is a is a very dangerous power slam. Okay, it's a dangerous power slam. Yeah, I agree with that. His right. his his head literally grazed the mat. Yeah. And that was the finish. That was the finish. Yes, it Before was. that, it was a whole bunch of choo choos from a guy who's huge. Like at least when A Train becomes A Train, he looks menacing. He has a heel. This guy literally comes out. And he comes out. Choo-choo! Now Ice Train is is six. I think they build him at six foot four. Just over 300 pounds. Think of Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Like, huge. And as he's coming down to the ring, he starts going, choo-choo! 
High pitch. Yeah. Not even choo choo. Yeah. How do you, how do you get a guy over giving him that character? It make like that makes no sense at all. Ben, add to this. Well, uh, Ice Truck was trained uh, <laughs> by uh, Paul Orndorff. Um, at 50 years old, Ice Train actually did a bench press of 50 reps with 225 pounds. You can watch that on YouTube. It's actually quite impressive. Are you sure it's not Sabretooth? Nope. Okay. Shanghai Pierce isn't really getting anywhere with his shtick as the mask whatever he is. Uh, maybe he needs to retire, maybe put on some overalls and maybe become a pig farmer. I'm, I'm just throwing ideas out. Since they sloppies? Uh, that was sloppy. I'd say it's sloppy. And uh, the match itself, um, uh, Dave, Jesse, you were saying something about it? No? Okay. No. Botched no. power slam. No, it, yeah, it's a botched power slam. After a weird broke through the rope. Oh, slash. yes, that's right. So just before, uh, Shanghai and then what's his partner's name? Tex Slasinger? Yep. Right? Wait, what? Tex Slasinger. And he hops up on the apron and he grab. they have like a, uh, a cowbell cow, on, cow on a rope and then they go to clothesline ice train with it and he just runs through it and they bump into each other and fall <laughs> and I thought it, that was actually quite intelligent that he did that and then and then he hits the uh, very dangerous power slam to win yep bad match and all I bad match all we have to say is what the hell is that yep yep alright the next match another title match the nasty boys versus the horsemen Arn Anderson and Puck Pretty Paul Roma. Well, and don't forget, and that's what was with Missy Hyatt. Whoa, though, okay. Well, the Nasty Boys, method. that was a was secret. Was a secret. It was a secret. Well, I was so not the Nasty Boys, secret, okay? The Nasty Boys come out with Missy Hyatt, which is a surprise to everybody. And they face Arn Anderson and Pretty Paul Roma for the world, the WCW World Tag Team titles. And the Nasty Boys win the title by pinfall at 23 minutes and oh 58 God. seconds. So long. Ben. A few things that really stand out in this. Is it only a few this time? Is it a it's whole page? It's only a few. Okay. Jesse Ventura has said the word Texicans about 800 times. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, I'm, oh, um, there are not too kind remarks thrown towards the Nasty Boys and Missy Hyatt during this match. Nope. Uh, I'm sure the comments would be louder and clearer if those empty seats had people in them, just saying. Um... 15 minutes into this match, and it hadn't ended yet, I was really starting to tune out. Too long of a match, and eh, a couple more notes, but you guys you guys chime in. Dave? Oh, probably, so probably the same, probably so same things. So kind of you. Probably the same things I have so, written down anyway. So the first note I, I put was, I feel the horsemen have lost some hype to how powerful and menacing they can be. Really? I felt that, that their characters were basically just, Why? Like I, I like the horsemen don't feel like a big time stable right now. Yeah, and that was that was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, uh, it's the, because it's because they're not heels. Yeah, they they being only faces, work as heels. The being faces does not work for the horsemen. They, like, sorry, Arn Anderson is a, like one of my favorite heels of all time. Yeah, and see him play the faces and work. Paul Roma, I don't care. I I couldn't care less about Paul, and his wrestling was really annoying in this match. Another thing that really bothered me was the, was the fans. They they kept saying, "Take it off." To Missy Hyatt every few minutes. Yep. Every few minutes. That's all the chance were. And it just... Do you know why? Because the match was boring. Yeah. If the match was good, they would not... Like, there would still be catcalls towards Missy. But the match was so boring 
that they that, to entertain that's, themselves. That's all they could do, to, and that's how they enter, had to entertain themselves. The match was so boring that Jesse Ventura was making boob jokes the entire time. That's how boring the match was. Um, my big note is, uh, I think it was about ten minutes Jesse's in. Trigger. <laughs> double, double trigger. Uh, ten minutes in, I have a note here that says, Jesus, just wrestle already. Like, there is a point where you're just sitting there and you're like, are you guys going to lock up? Like, are you guys, you playing to the crowd can work if you're good at it. The nasty boys aren't good at it. Why are they doing it? <laughs> and Paul Roma sucks at it. He sucks. Because he figured out the four horsemen don't wear tights, <clears throat> they wear trunks. But he's pretty. It drives me nuts. But he's pretty. And, oh, another thing that, that I realized with the four horsemen is... They have terrible music. Yes. Terrible music. Well, most WCW does it this time. Like, oh. Except for Justin Rhodes. They even changed Sting's theme. Yes. And I'm like, why would you change Sting's theme? It was really good. But, you know, now all we're left with is Dustin Rhodes and Ric Flair. That's all yeah. we got. Even Rick Rude's song sucks. That was, well, we'll get into that later. Jeez, that sucks. He's ratchet. Yeah. It's not like Tina Wow. Ravishing, ravishing, Rick Rude. <laughs> Matt, we could do, do music for WCW. <laughs> Jesus. All right, I'm going to go to the finish because I think we're done. Arnate hits a spine buster on Knobs, and then Roma hits a splash that wasn't very good onto what? Knobs. Roma splashes Isn't off. Isn't it where he's hit that move better with Power and Glory? Yeah, the and power plex, and now he can't hit it at all. <laughs> uh, and then Sags comes off the top rope and hits Roma with an elbow as he's pinning Pretty. Nobs. And then Roma falls over like he's dead, oh. and Nobs pins him one, two, three. Think of Peter Griffin. Yeah. yeah. And then and then there's a post-match interview with Missy Hyatt that's oh, about... Geez, that part is not worse. That is just absolutely painful. The big problem with this match is, A, the Nasty Boys aren't very good, and B, it went 23 minutes. That match should have gone 10. Mm. 10. Did you even see like how they botched the finish, too? Yep. Hey, they they told me, they, they before the match, they said they were going to win with that, uh, to come off the top when the, the, the with, the, with the bulldog, yeah. and they didn't even do it. No. They if you tried, and they botched it. Yeah, like, oh, jeez. It's supposed to be a reversal, but it botched. Jeez. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> and, for, and for the match <laughs> I know I'm good that's not fair that's all Chris you still being enjoyed or is you still being enjoyed are you still being enjoyed are you still being enjoyed are you still being enjoyed body you, language you need to stop talking okay it's, a, pod, it's language. a podcast and you need to just stop uh, next match we have Yoshi Kwan who <laughs> yes, <laughs> versus Cactus Jack in a bounty match. And Cactus Jack wins by pinfall at 3 minutes and 38 seconds. Dave, what you got? Nice enziguri by Quan on the ramp. Beyond that, it gets bad. <laughs> Put some emotion into Worst it, baby. storyteller <laughs> ever. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm, he came down to the ring. He and then he the wrestled. Ring. Do you want Ben Stein to do this? Because he could probably do it. <laughs> Quan, Yoshi, Quan. <laughs> well, Enziguri. First of all, it, <laughs> that's all he was doing. Oh my god! The name Yoshi sounds Japanese. It's not Chinese. I could be wrong about that. So, 
Um, a little side notes. Uh, Yoshi Kwan is actually Chris Champion. He was trained by the Malenko family. He throws an awful martial arts kick, and it's his... It's almost, actually, it is as bad as him playing the part of a Chinese martial arts assassin. I was going to say, and you just heard that right. They, they, they had a white guy portray an Asian. Yeah. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't call Great Muda? Like, you've had the mysterious Asians in he your wasn't employee. Available. But then there's they don't also, do the story. There's also like a hundred thousand other you know Japanese wrestlers. That yeah, were probably all better and than instead him. we're gonna get some white guy to like dress like dress up like a. Here's the worst part like, of this match. It's even worse that Harley Race was bumping better than Kwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Dave, or did you already say your notes? I'm done. You're done? You're, You're done. done. All right. I told my story. Cactus Jack hits the double arm DDT to win, and then he gets back his little satchel. Uh, that, <laughs> satchel? Yeah, that uh, Harley Race had stolen from him. What is uh, it? They, they, haven't, they haven't said. Is it, now, is the, it his urn? The lead up to this was that Vader attacked him and, and hit him with a powerbomb on the outside Onto the concrete. All oh, the amnesia thing, yes. And then he and then he got amnesia from it. And lost then he had Cleveland. that lost in Cleveland. Yes. And they showed all that before the match and how he didn't know his wife and all this stuff. And then this is him coming back for and this is the start of his revenge tour to face Vader. And Revenge Tour? Revenge Tour, yeah, because Har- Jack's revenge tour. Yeah, because Harley Race is putting guys in front of him before he faces Vader. So Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Yeah, not good. Exactly. But that was that that's for my explanation. Our semi made Our semi made a virtual now? Our semi made event daddy. We got Rick Rude. Wow! Ravishing <laughs> Versus the Nature Boy, Rick Flair, for the what do they call it? The WCW the WCW International, International World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. Yeah, that's wow, so that sounds more... Uh, and Rick Rude wins by pinfall at 30 minutes and oh. 47 seconds to win the WCW International... Blah, 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 blah. That's why I don't do times no more. 30 minutes? That was a long match. Oh. That was way was too long. long. It was... Yes. To summarize it all up, hard work by both. They brought their work boots. I appreciate that and respect that immensely. Reflecting on the match, after watching it, I asked myself, what can I take away from this match that I'll remember? What sticks out in my brain? At least 20 minutes. Well, the answer is is that Rick Rude finally won the world title and very deserving. That's what I take away from this. Okay. Um, There's a lot of sexist commentary by Ventura. Oh. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to let these two take over. All right, Dave. Uh, So the first note I have was uh, Jesse Ventura is very distracting. Tends to take away from the match with very absurd comments, generally directed towards Fifi. There's actually a part in the match <coughs> where all the attention is meant to be on Jesse Ventura because someone cuts off his mic. Yeah. So now I'm like not watching the match. Yeah. I'm now watching Jesse selling it. I'm like, and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Like I'm not even watching the World Championship. Sorry, it's Rick International Rick Championship Flair match for the world now. Title, and you're making this about Ventura because now Ventura somehow has a gimmick in the middle of the match. And just his comments, I'm like, 
this is not good. Like, it's reaching, it's disrespectful, it's very, just, it's counterproductive commentating. Uh, beyond that, though, the match was really slow. It was really, like, methodical, which I'm usually okay with. But after a while, it gets kind of boring. You want some fast pace, some hitting the ropes, and then that happens, and then it just... It was a good match to a degree. There was one spot where Flair hit the diving crossbody into the ropes, and they both sell over the top rope. That's cool. So I was like, okay, the overtop rule is now gone. Like, now we're allowed to go over the top rope. Yeah. So that kind of confused me. Then it, then it happens again, where Rick uh, Rude clotheslines Flair over the top rope. And I'm like, okay, still no rule. I'm very confused. <laughs> and just really long. Yeah. Really long. The, like, for me, the big... First off, awesome tights on Rick Rude. I'm glad he's gone back to putting ladies' faces on his tights. He needs to just do Ricky that. and Fifi in hearts. Yes, yes, beautiful. Uh, the problem with this match for this was that this match started because Rick Rude tried to make out with Fifi, and she and Fifi is is Ric Flair's attendant on Flair for the Gold segments. It's his maid. It's his maid, kind of, but it also kind of is like uh, she as a concubine almost. And uh, and Rude made a move. She slapped him. Said no. Rude got mad because Flair made fun of him, and that's how the match got booked. So a world title match is not started for him to get the championship. It's because of Fifi. Exactly. And I think that's the big problem with this match. It was a slow paced match, and there wasn't, like you said, slow paced matches are okay, but there's got to be drama. There's got to be a build. There's no build because there's no story. Or the story is about as as thin as can be. Rick Rude wants Fifi. And he's also going to take Ric Flair's title just because. Like, what kind, reverse that. what kind of story is this? And for me, it's like, this is a dumb story. And you could tell that Rude and Flair did not like this story. And the match suffered for it, in my opinion. That adventurous commentary. Adventurous commentary was, was awful. Um... It was, it was, it was what you would, what I would term like go away heat. It was very juvenile. You know, juvenile. He was trying to be a heel, but it it didn't come across as natural like it used to in the WWF. It's coming across as force now, and I I found myself reaching. I found myself thinking I'm like Ventura needs to leave, like like not be on commentary anymore because he's he's getting he's getting awful. Like, this is just not good stuff. Uh, the finish was, Flair has Rick Rude in the figure four, and then Rude pulls brass knucks out of his tights and smacks Flair in the face, and then pins him. One, two, three. So, like, a decent heel win, but the match did not do a good job of building to that point. It was a lot better finish than what we had the last WCW title match with Barry Windham. That is true. Yeah, right? that is true. So that's progression. Yeah, I guess, but it, not great. Not great considering... Who was in this match? Oh, totally. We, I think all three of us expected more, especially a thirty-minute match, and we didn't get. I don't. I, we didn't get what we. If we were paying money for it, we didn't get our money's worth out and of that. And now that I know the story, it's like now I know really the match sucked. Really dumb. We should have had something a little better result or something to result with um, Rick Rude being um, culminated with the world title for the first time. Yep. That makes sense. Like yeah, this, exactly. This, this could have been what Lex Luger was was, a, was being booked to have. Like, you know, when he beat Yokozuna by DQ, yeah. there was that huge celebration. 
This yeah. could have been double that. Yeah, but been no. Better. no. And that's bad to get that kind of clap for these two guys. Not good. All right, and then we go to the main event, Daddy. We got the War Games match. We got Vader, Sid Vicious, and Harlem Heat. Uh, with Hart uh, and Harley Race is out there, and so is Colonel Parker. Parker. Um, I don't remember his first name for the life of uh, me. Is Colonel it Tom? Robert Parker. Robert. Okay, sorry. Uh, versus Dustin Rhodes, Davy Boy Smith, Sting, and the Shockmaster. With Road Warrior Animal. With Road Warrior Animal as their representative. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And by the way, Shockmaster does not come out in the Glitter Stormtrooper helmet. He comes out in a construction hard hat. Looking like the guy from Friends. What's his name? Uh, Trigger. 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 Trigger, the uh, superintendent. Yeah. So... Well, Shockmaster is now an electrician. Lots has happened since he apparently, <laughs> all in all, well... All in all, he's just another brick through the wall, not on the wall. Shout out to Patrick <laughs> <on> that one. <laughs> um, so I'm used to... So I, I missed something there as to how the evolution took place from him going from Glitter Stormtrooper Helmet to Shaw Cable's largest service technician. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Dusty... Or not Dusty. Dustin, foolishly running in injured to attack Big Van Vader wasn't the most sensible Thing. In fact, I actually thought that put his team at a disadvantage throughout the entire match. Because, like, Mike, okay, you're pretty much like 50%, so they're going to have to kind of pick up your slack for you, Dustin. Uh, I thought you would have been a better team player than that. Can you believe that the Heels won the coin toss again? I've, Every War Games I've match, the Heel that. team wins. Coincidence? Uh, Conspiracy. Exactly. Yeah, Heels on. had a two on one. That's never the been done before in War Games. games. <laughs> Um, let's see, what else I got? That tells you all oh. you need to know about the War Games match. <laughs> when, when, Cole, was it Cole or Kane that came in? Uh, Stevie, I'm, screw it, I'm calling it Stevie Ray. <laughs> That's um, Kane. Okay. Yes. I didn't like when the, he, the heels had a two-on-one advantage, especially once, since one of them is Vader. They put the brakes on. Yes. Dustin. Actually, actually, Ventura even comments. There. He's like, they're taking, like, why are they waiting so long to do anything to him? They weren't doing anything to him. They were yeah. standing there looking at him. Also, Stevie Ray or Kane can't... Just call him Stevie Ray for God's sakes. I can't right. do this. Dustin Rhodes took off his boot to beat Vader with it. Oh, he's hurt, Steve, so yeah. And then Stevie Ray grabs the boot to hit Dustin with it as Vader's holding him. <laughs> and, and he misses! He misses! <laughs> oh, does he miss? So badly. And then Dustin kind of sells it, because he's like, I'm pretty sure I was supposed to be hit there, but okay, thanks. Oh, man. Dave, what do you got? Oh, sorry. Yes, come on. Um, come on, Dave. Tell me your so, thoughts. The first thing, you this got? is just me being Dave. The first thing I noticed was Vader's tights said Aider. Mm. The V was gone on both sides. There was no V. Eight. That's the first thing I know. So I'm like, okay, that's bogging me. <laughs> but then later in the match, it makes sense. The V is underneath his top part of his suit. Ah. So it peeks out slowly. It's just okay. kill the suspense. Okay. Uh, beyond that, I love how <laughs> Vader and Stevie Ray met Sting when Sting came in. They just stood there in their waiting for That him. is the first time in all these war games it matches makes sense, that right? the heels actually went and didn't let the face come in and attack them. They're like, no, we're going to go beat you up as you come in the ring. Because that's smart teamwork. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was neat to see. Um, and then 
so much stuff was happening that's so hard to take notes in these matches. Because you see all these things happening to the side and up and down, left and right, and people getting missed from a, a boot being... Like, everyone was trading blows with the boot. Yeah. Poor Dustin. Yeah. Dustin he's, has to he's injured, has one boot. One boot. Yeah. Um, but that didn't make sense to me either. I'm like, why is Dustin going in first with obvious injuries? Yeah. And it reminded me, this happened before with Brian Pillman. Yeah. He was injured too. And he went in first as well. So I was like, okay, so... We have two things that are exactly the same booking. The heels get the coin toss and the faces who are integrals. And well, the heels always have to win the coin toss because it makes no sense for the faces to beat down the heels. That's not the point of it. It happened recently in WWE. It's, it's not supposed um. to happen. That way. <laughs> uh, but going, going to your point about Dustin going in and doing the same thing as Brian Pillman. Where the Brian Pillman thing worked is that... He had those battered ribs, and they were building it as like the underdog story. And he wants he wants it so bad that he's going to go in and beat up these guys. Like he's not even going to wait for his team because he wants revenge so bad. And the story was so well told. With this match, it, the story wasn't told well at all. It seemed very thin, and the intensity was forced. Like I know we all know it's wrestling and it's all a show, but. In previous War Games matches, you could feel the tension between the teams. This match did not have any of it. They tried to fabricate it, and it did not work. And the match suffered because of it. For me, I was trying to figure out who was rivaling with who. I was like, okay, I understand because the they you know usually when you book a War Games, it's a tag team on one team, tag team on the other team, single rival with the other single rival, and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. I was like, who is Harlem Heat rivaling with? I'm like, why is Shockmaster here? Who is he rivaling besides they the were, wall? They were, they were, they <laughs> were. Who is Shockmaster's rival the, the besides wall. the wall? So I'm just like, as soon as I saw that Shockmaster, well, either way, I was confused. I'm like, why is Roadrunner Animal in the, in the match? So most why of the time, why was he there? I don't know. He was the representative for of what? I don't know. <laughs> He wasn't even part okay. of the coin toss. Yeah. Because they're like, where did oh, they go? Because they, well, Tony Fishman is like, they have team captains. I'm like, well, who's the team captain for Sting? Because he's like, oh, the captains are going to go do the coin toss. I'm like, well, why is Roadrunner Animal going? He's the representative. Well, why is there three of them at the stage here watching the coin toss? <laughs> I love how they're like intense. <laughs> Leaning on the ramp. They're like a bunch of kids waiting yeah. for their meal. Like, yeah. let's do this. Probably look at each other. And, and then the rest like, we're in the bar after the match. And the rest like, oh. And then he was like, yes, we did it again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we are the so champions good. of the world. But uh, I, like Jesse said, this war games did not feel as intense as the last ones that we saw. As a war game should be. This should not have been a war and the games finish match. Was, and you have to agree, the finish was terrible. <laughs> oh god Here okay go. so just before we get to the finish I just want to tell the entrance so Vader Rhodes started off and then Kane also known as Stevie Ray came in and then we have Sting and then Sid Vicious came in then Davy Boy then Cole also known as Booker T and then the Shockmaster <laughs> and Jesse Ventura and Tony Schiavone were making cracks if he was going to be able to get in the ring without tripping so that's never like you're going in this match where you're supposed to be like a bad man like you know i'm a bad yeah man. it caused chaos and they're laughing at you if you're gonna trip like that's, but he's actually causing chaos too yeah it's just like so the finish was Shockmaster puts cole in a bear hug and gets him to submit um, at this time and it and by the way this submission was at 1639 i i did not mention that at the beginning because we got we got going um 
But the funny thing is, the camera angle was great because they're showing it's, the, it's showing the back of Shockmaster, and he's got Cole in the bear hug, and then you see Davy Boy and <laughs> Kane in the corner, and. I, I'm just going to call him Stevie Ray because it's driving me mental. But right? Stevie Ray goes to turn and goes to break it up, but then realizes he's not supposed to. Yep. And Davy Boy's selling, and Stevie Ray looks like a dope because he's standing there and he's just watching Booker T get put in this bear hug, and he's not supposed to do anything. And before this, though, Bulldog is on top of the top rope by himself for minutes. Yes. Just like gargoyling it. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> waiting for someone to attack him. And then he gets and then he gets attacked. He's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And I'm like, what is happening? You don't see it coming. And you then, have the best view in the entire and, ring. And then Booker T's in the, the the bear hug, which is the only move that he can actually do properly, which is tug, uh, Typhoon. 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 The only move he can do properly. And <laughs> Stevie is like, no, not yet. Punch Bulldog. Then he looks, he's like, he's not, like yet. No, not, not yet. Now? Punches Bulldog. No. How about now? And then as now? Booker T's tapping out, he's like, oh, I'll break it up. And the match is over. I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. You I'm could... like, at this time, Booker T wasn't really damaged. He wasn't, like, hurt. He wasn't. Yeah, but the sure. Shockmaster's strong. Yeah. Or he electrocuted him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's just, it's just the baddest no, stuff. Booker, so, Bo sorry. Cole. Cole. Gave up. But says he didn't give up. Uh, yeah, you did because we saw you say yeah, I quit. Yeah, exactly. So nice, nice, nice try. Unfortunately, those still have to give it this. You, you gotta, you gotta respect the effort put in. It's just the story. This is probably the worst war games match we've seen. It is. It has to be. It is. All right, now we're gonna go into our into our scores, our performer of the night, and our toolbox performer of the night. We Ooh. sure are. Ooh. It's gonna be good. I have to. <laughs> it's I, gonna be good. I when it comes, that. when it happens, it's gonna be awesome. Oh, I feel like I had a harder time choosing the uh, the premier performer than they did the toolbox. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you oh, got? Me? Yeah, I'm gonna, you're okay. going to go first. So my performer of the night, I gave to Steven Riggle. Uh, finally, he got what he deserved, which was a title run and a great match. I thought it was a match of the night, considering the last two matches we had. That's surprising. But uh, great great performance by Steven Riggle. He was the Lord performer tonight. Uh, two of the night, I gave it to two people. Cool. Because they both are very well deserved. Okay. Uh, Big Sky and Ice Train. All right. Choo choo. Choo choo. choo and what was your score? My score was three out of ten. Well, that's pretty crappy. Well, maybe it was crappy. So <laughs> All right. It's, All right. It, it, it works. Ben, what say you, Ben? Uh, I like the I like Regal tonight as well. Uh, same as Dave. He really did the only. He was really the only guy who kept me. Really interested. It made me really impressed with anything that had to do with this card. Um, my worst performer, on the other hand, though, was uh, Yoshi Kwan. I just... 
he, I, I couldn't get past him. He was as far as awful. He was too fast. Well, no, he was too, ba- no, he was <laughs> too he bad. Was too fast. No, he was too bad is what he was. He was too fast. He was too bad. Oh, was too, bad. Bad, too bad. He yelled a lot in this match, too. He was the cold man. <laughs> I mean, what? What, what score did you, you get? Cold? What you, uh, I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. What is my cat doing? God. Um, my score is 3 out of 10. Same as Dave. It, it, pretty, it was crappy. Pretty I crappy agree. I agree, Dave. All yeah. right. So to complete the queen... Clean sweet queen. Queen? <laughs> to complete the queen... Well, I give you it to Lord Stephen Regal. And after he won, he said he was bringing back the TV title to Britain to show the queen. So you're going to look so that, That's how I'm going to cover my, my flub. Okay? But yes, Lord Stephen Regal gets my performer of the night. My toolbox award I'm giving to two people also. I'm giving it to Choo Choo Ice Trade because that's the worst gimmick I've seen since Oz. <laughs> and uh, I'm giving the other one to Jesse Ventura because his commentary was so distracting. Um, I can appreciate that. It made a really bad pay-per-view worse. And the pay-per-view was so bad, in my opinion, I gave it 2 out of 10. Woo! This was awful. It's not Bughouse Stampede awful, Jesse but it's... <laughs> Going for the hat trick, guys. You got the hat trick. <laughs> it's not Bughouse Stampede bad, but it's pretty darn close. Oh this my is... god, was this brutal. Yeah, it was. It, the highlight was the first match. Like, I could have turned off the pay-per-view after that. And I would have still given the pay-per-view the same score. Like, for real. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh my god, this is a brutal pay-per-view. At one point, you had three zero matches in a row. Uh, yeah, I had uh, one, two, three, four, <laughs> four zero matches out of out of eight. That's half the card. Oh my gosh. Because math. Jeez. Oh man, that was a bad pay-per-view. And, um... Oh... That was tough to get through. Three hours. Three hours. That crap. That was I will tough. never get back. That will never get back. So, we're going to hope uh, that everyone tunes in next week when we fast forward to our next rewind, WCW Halloween Havoc 1993. It can't be as bad as Fall Brawl, right? Can it? Or can it be worse? We Ooh. said that nothing could be worse than Bunkhouse Stampede, but we almost found something that was worse. That is true. So we're... That is true. And also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hashtag Squared Circle Rewind YYC. Please. Please. And also, take a look on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Anchor. We are upload, we're still uploading old episodes onto there, so you can hear better pay-per-views <laughs> than this one. Um, and yeah, join us next week. Uh, we, we did run into a technical issue, though. So they go and they're wondering why we're missing five episodes. We're going to fix that tonight. But yeah. yes, we're, we, we will be okay. We will be okay. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. You all come back now. I'm not a